Hello and welcome to Horror Court Trash Over, the show that discusses all of the masterpieces and trash the pieces of genre cinema. I'm Gary. And I'm Chris. And welcome to the Chris and Gary newsletter, where we talk about this splendiferous, whatever the word is, film. <laughs> splendiferous. Ugh. We're back with a Christmas special. We are. Merry Christmas, everyone. Bonus Christmas episode coming to you on Christmas Eve. Talking about... Uh, the next bit of shit that Netflix want to throw at their viewers. What what is what is Netflix what is Netflix's problem? What 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 do they have against their viewers? Because some of the shit they throw out, <laughs> surely they make more money than that <laughs> to just throw this generic shit out. Um, this doesn't the problem. Is, this isn't even generic. I don't know what this is. I, I tell you what it is. It's best Christmas ever from this year. Last month, to be precise, uh, a hit. It debuted at number one. Yes. Uh, and number two globally with 22.3 million hours for a total of 16.3 million views. This ranks second in the global top 10 behind David Fincher's The Killer. Um, also basic. Also, I mean, now it's not even in the top 10. So, word of mouth and all. This is. This film is. Bizarre. I, I I don't want to get too much into the Netflix of Netflixification of cinema. I don't want to get too much into that because it's Christmas Eve, everyone. You know <laughs> you don't deserve it. But I feel you have these films that hit Netflix. They have word of mouth. They're like this, that, and the other. The trailer gets millions of views. Everybody watches it. Who is going to watch it? Yeah. And that's it. So this is a one-off kind of film. Mm-hmm. Um, we watched Thank it. God. but we But we watched it because we saw the trailer. And we're like, this yeah. is going to be some cheesy Christmas fun. Yeah. We both enjoyed um, the cast. Yeah. You know, we, we like to see... Older women get work. Yeah. Um, we enjoy that. But pretty much like the previous year's Christmas word of mouth Netflix film starring Lindsay Lohan that I can't even remember the name of. I do, but only because I have it in my notes for this film. Yeah. Falling for Christmas. Falling for Christmas. It comes and goes in a matter of weeks, days even. Yeah. And that tends to be how films are now with streaming services. Mm -hmm. You get an article from Lad Bible saying, this is the scariest film. People can't finish this film. It's so scary. Netflix's statistics say that at the 45 minute mark, people shut it off because they cannot bear how scary it is. And then you watch it and it's so um, basic. Yeah. You're like, no, they switched it off because they were bored. It's shit you put on in the background. Mm-hmm. But when you really watch it, particularly with this one, it's fucking awful. This, yeah, and this film is... This isn't even the worst Christmas film that Netflix put out this year. That that would go to Family Switch. I mean, this is bad, but Family Switch is another level of bad. Yeah. Like, uh, this yes. is just weird. But this is... So when I say this is background films, it's when you're wrapping your presents, yeah. 
you put a film on. I usually put an album on, but people put a film on in the mm-hmm. background. And it's got a Christmas to it. Yeah. So what you have is some random hijinks that don't actually really make sense overall. None of it's really connected. No. And the plot is confusing. Yeah. But you, every so often, you'll get somebody singing a song. Mm-hmm. And your ears perk up and you look over and you're like, oh, this film's still on. I forgot. And then someone comes in and says, what are you watching? Best Christmas ever. What's it about? Dunno. And I've sat here and I've wrote wrote notes. Yeah. Got them in front of me. You know, they're colour coordinated and everything. And I also cannot tell you what the fuck the film's about. We're going to try and crack this code today. <laughs> this is honestly one of the most bizarre films I've ever seen. It's There's no structure. No real plot. No one acts or talks like normal human beings. It's really mean-spirited at times when it comes to a certain character. I I can't figure it out. And what's even more confusing is it's directed by Mary Lambert, who did Madonna's Like a Prayer music video. I mean, in itself, that and this makes no sense. The Pet Cemetery 1 and 2, The In Crowd, The Blacklist, Urban Legends Bloody Mary, that makes sense. Castle for Christmas, oh, Lord, yeah. and more, including more music videos from Madonna, uh, The Go-Go's, Sheila E, Eurythmics, Janet Jackson, Simply Red, Deborah Harry, so many more. Uh, written by a computer, oh, no, sorry, um, Todd Calgi Jalicano. Todd Calgi Jalicano. Now, this is Todd's only film. That's suspicious. Does he have a picture? I don't know if Todd's a real person. Also written by Charles Shire, who did Private Benjamin, Alfie Remake, The 90s Parent Trap, Father of the Bride, Parts 1 and 2, Noel Diary, Baby Boom, Jumping Jack Flash, and more. So I reckon Todd's a computer, and I reckon Charles pressed the button. I think it's it's becoming a tired critique these days. So, oh, that sounds that, that was like it was written by AI. I think it's an easy critique to make because AI is shit and it's where we are in the world currently. But I'm telling you now, this film must have been written by AI and a faulty AI machine at that. It's like it's trying to figure out how humans talk and it just, someone spilled a drink in the machine and it got it horribly wrong. <laughs> it's true. Um, I, I genuinely agree with you there. I do feel if if it was revealed that this was yeah. written by is it Chat GT or whatever it is Todd the robot Todd the robot <laughs> Mr AI you know um and we're not talking uh Horseman yeah um if it's revealed that it was all AI in the end I would completely agree because you do kind of go from A to Z yeah, yeah. so there is an A there's a beginning, there's a middle, there's an end. It all sort of falls within very much the Christmas stereotypes. Yeah. You know, so many Christmas films, and it's it's not really a critique, but it all evolved from Charles Dickens' Christmas Carol. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, it's somebody learning a lesson at Christmas time and learning the error of their ways, and at the end of the film, everyone's happy. You know, Taylor's oldest time, some of the greatest films ever made, 
derived from this notion, you know, whatever it may be. Yeah? Yeah. So it hits those marks, but the bits in between are completely nonsensical. Yeah. The characters, again, all hit stereotypical marks, but really don't make any sense. Mm -hmm. And what I feel is that somebody has put Write Me a Christmas Film into AI, yeah? Mm-hmm. And it's blurted out this stuff. And this other gentleman who has a writing credit, forgive me, I can't remember his name, I didn't write down. Charles Shire. Charles Shire. He has been given the task to tidy it up a little bit. Yeah. Terrible work. But taking the fundamentals of what he's been given. Mm-hmm. You've got an afternoon, honey. Try and make yeah. it into something we can film. Yeah. That's what I feel. Yeah. And the result's this. This thing. Um, Shall we talk about who's in it? Yes, because it's actually the best part of the film. <laughs> and we'll discuss it in a section we like to call Hey, I Know You. Or... Slay, I know you for well, Christmas. Heather Graham. Heather Graham. Um, previously punched by Jesus Duh. on this podcast. Uh, in Evil Never Sleeps. It's also assaulted in this film as well. She is actually. I, I, Don't spoil it. Yeah. It's a good one. It's it's yeah. Best I, she part gets of the film. a rough time in films, she does. Um <laughs> so she plays the evil Charlotte Sanders. And I mean this character is fucking evil. Unbearable. Um, Heather Graham, star of Austin Powers, The Spy Who Shagged Me, Boogie Nights, Bowfinger, The Hangover Parts 1 and 3, Lost in Space, Twin Peaks, Suitable Flesh this year, which she was fantastic in, go watch that instead of this, Evil Never Sleeps, and more. Um, yeah, I, I, I really don't know what happened between this and Suitable Flesh, because Suitable Flesh is Heather Graham at her best, um, and this is Heather Graham at her worst. Um... Like even the cast can't save this film Absolutely not, no Whatever this performance is For this awful character Yeah It makes no sense Because it kind of treats her like she is Hideous inside yeah. and outside yeah. And she's <laughs> like She's got a sad life And she just can't help but be obsessive over people it's... Yeah it, It's, it's kind of like It's giving Um Kathy Bates yeah. in um, Misery. Yeah. It's, it's meant to be that kind of character. Uh-huh. That's what I felt. Yeah. And I think this is an important point to mention as well. This film's rated PG. Yeah. Just remember that with some of the stuff we discussed in this film. But I feel like so many parts of the film actually would have made a good horror film. Yeah. Imagine yeah. an erotic thriller, uh-huh. Heather Graham, <laughs> you know, the same cast, but... Out of bitterness and spite, uh-huh. Heather Graham tries to sleep with Brandy's husband. Yeah. Yeah. That would be amazing. That would have been great. Um, but yeah, up next we have Brandy Norwood as Jackie Jennings, the star of I Still Know What You Did Last Summer, Moesha, Osmosis Jones, Cinderella, Double Platinum, Sabrina the Teenage Witch, The Parkers, and more. And of course, the icon behind The Boy Is Mine, The Boy Is Mine, The Boy Is Mine, The Boy Is Mine. Brandy, I don't know how. I thought you were carrying on words. the song. No. <laughs> <laughs> um, I could, um, because Brandy was the one when I was younger, and and still now, yeah. you know, and her career, her Had music on... career's not yeah. gone as 
you know. Had the boys my own CD single. Absolutely. I loved, loved, loved Brandy. I was obsessed. I even watched that random reality TV show that she just argued with a argued with a husband yeah. for the whole thing. Like Brandy was the one and it's so disappointing to see her in such a god-awful film. Yeah. Because at least I Still Know What You Did Last Summer has its campery. Mm-hmm. It, it has its fun moments. But this... This is really low. And I it loved is. Brandy. Brandy was my teen idol before yeah. anyone else. And, yeah. Well, her and Madonna, of course. But... Now, imagine if Madonna was playing the Heather Graham role. Jesus. <laughs> Um, we have Jason Biggs as Rob Sanders. Of course, he's Jim in the main American Pie films. Loser, Wedding Days, Orange is the New Black, The Subject, Over Her Dead Body, Jersey Girl, The Boy Who Cried Bitch, and more. So, of course, I mean, you know, not the most prolific career, but his role in American Pie obviously made him an instantly recognisable face. He's the um, guy who put his dick in an apple pie. You know, everyone is, knows him for that. I feel like to a Netflix audience, he might be the most uh, recognisable. Yeah. To be fair. I mean, he was in Orange is the Orange New Black, Black which, yeah. is, uh, which is huge on Netflix. Yeah. So, yeah. Uh, Matt, uh, also, yeah, Jason Biggs looks depressed in this film. He did not want to say yes to this. I expected him to have another really good role coming up soon that he took um that he really wanted and he took this like to get that role I mean, that's what i'm expecting because he is sad he's like christine baranski in christmas on the square sad no like oh, he netflix film yeah he's dead behind the eyes uh, there's just nothing there he's probably like everyone else a little confused yeah like what is my character's purpose yeah how am I meant to be feeling in this scene? Because none of it makes any sense. Yeah. Because it's all based on stereotypes and obvious Christmas-based, mm-hmm. you know... Um, What's the word I'm looking for? <laughs> when people mess about, you know, just that sort of thing. Yeah. Uh, speaking of stereotypes, Matt Sedijo plays Valentino. He was in Power, Z Nation... Devious Maids, 28 Days, the Sandra Bullock alcoholic film, The Suburbans, Price of Glory, A Mother's Intuition, Days of Our Lives, Romance and the Bride, Desperate Housewives, and more. Wonder if he was um, belittled to a stereotype in those projects as well. Um, Yeah, it, it is, again, you know, it's the stereotypes. There, There's ways that Brandy's dialogue is different to everyone else's. Mm-hmm. And there's absolutely ways that, you know, Matt's dialogue, as if I know him, uh, <laughs> or Brandy's, if I, I feel like I know him. You fucking knew I feel like I know advice not to take the script. Um, but I feel there are ways in which his dialogue or his screen time is, you know, very stereotypical yeah. to his Latin American uh-huh. background. Certain music is played at certain times. Yeah, yeah. In twenty twenty three, but it it's it's kind of it, it if it's a nice way of celebrating that culture. Mm-hmm. If if the culture is part of the moment, but it it's it feels really forced. It's so forced. It's so forced. Let's try and 
pick apart this puzzle. Decipher. Let, let's, let's talk about of each presentation. What is your problem, girl? It's you, Jackie. Your life is just too wonderful for her. Things don't just magically work out for me. Charlotte. Come on, Jackie, you have it all. Some girls have it and some girls don't. I can't imagine spending the holidays together after what happened. We are friends. We were friends. No, we are friends. I want you to stay. So it's salvageable? Everything is salvageable. Things won't happen unless you believe they can. I have faith. Everything is going to work out. Santa Claus is coming to death. It's gonna be a long Christmas. Yep. Oh, oh, that'll buff right out. Yeah. So the film opens with the Jennings family newsletter. Uh, Jackie Jennings addresses it to friends, families, and friends, family, and fellow Earth dwellers. Immediately, I wanted to switch the film off. Yeah. As soon as the words fellow Earth dwellers. Um, came about. I, I know what we're in for here. Um, she tells everyone about the splendiferous time her and her family are having. Again, are you fucking kidding me? Like, what, what is this? Time seems to fly by, but that's what happens when you're having a splendiferous time. Um, question, is it necessary for us to see her reading out loud as no. she's typing? No, it's not. Because it just looks weird. It I does. hate when it that does. happens in films. I hate it. Do people do this? No. <laughs> or actually, I've been known to do it at work, but it's usually number-based. Okay, outside of work, the people send newsletters to their family and friends. Please oh, write in and tell I us. thought you meant reading out as I'm typing. Oh, no, no. Of course people do That's, that. Yeah. Um, but this whole newsletter thing that this entire film is based around, and this entire film released in 2023, set in 2023, is based around, does it happen? Do, 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 do people in America, it's where most of our listeners are from, do, do you send newsletters out to people? I'm assuming they send us did. One. Before the internet, I'm assuming they did. Which again is why I'm getting AI. Yeah. Because I feel like it's taking from classic Christmas films and therefore the newsletter mm-hmm. is more relevant to the past films. Because yeah. a lot of... The confusion in this film could have been solved if they were just friends on Facebook. Yeah, it's so true. Like, that's that's exactly what it should have been. This film should have been a Facebook post. Yeah. That's that's what it should have been. Yeah. Like, it's as simple as that. An Instagram post, a Facebook post about what you've been up to all year. Great. That's it. Yeah. Because Jackie's college friend and newsletter recipient, Charlotte Sanders, who lives with her husband, Rob... And their two young children in a modest, small apartment. She feels overshadowed by the seemingly perfect life of Jackie. Yeah. That she only knows through these newsletters. Yeah. So what's included in her perfect life? Um, so it details her family's extraordinary achievements. <laughs> and uh, it's stuff like... Um, isn't it? Her husband is a karate champ. Do you have well, it written her, down? I do. At uh, just okay. 10 years old, their daughter, Beatrix, uh, became the youngest person ever accepted to Harvard University. 
Their oldest son, Daniel's work continues helping to avert a humanitarian crisis in Africa. And he's building a water purification system that'll bring fresh and clean water to thousands. Now, whilst we get all this information from Brandy, um, we get Charlotte standing there and she's fucking disgusted. Like when she reads about the fresh and clean water in Africa, she's like, ugh. Like, oh my <laughs> God, that's horrible. Jackie's better half, Valentino, runs a highly successful karate dojo and is directing the town's highly successful Christmas pageant, which is Hadley Falls' biggest event each year. As for Jackie herself, you're asking? Well, her hard work has finally paid off and she was able to sell Jennings Aviation this year and retire early. She's always searched for new adventures, with the latest being to fulfill, Dan- to fulfill Daniel's dream to promote green energy by taking a family trip around the world in a solar-powered hot air balloon. Now, I just have to read that out again. And this is something that I said in, in the film, word for word. To fulfill Daniel's dream, immediately, he's dead. Um, it's obvious. It, it reads like... He's dead. Yes, it reads like he has passed away. Yes. Yeah, spoiler alert, this is a twist later on in the film. Yes. Actual twist. Also, this entire opening two minutes feels like the end of a film. Mm. Which, I mean, it, it's proven because the late, later on in the film, this happens again in a very predictable yeah, way. Yeah. But this feels like I've just finished watching a film and I've just started watching one. Yeah. So it's kind of like, this is the cheapest way to give out exposition, first of all. Second, it's like, it's just so out of place. It's like, okay, right, what am I going to do with all that information? I tell you what Jackie's toxic college friend Charlotte does with this information. She she pretty much spits in the letter and throws it away because <laughs> she's fucking fuming. She's not happy at all. Um, yeah, the annual Christmas letter incites envy and skepticism in her, and she breaks the fourth wall to tell us all about it. That's right, Heather Graham breaks the fourth wall, and she starts it off by saying, well, my family's accomplishments are hardly newsworthy. Oh my god, you fucking bitch. Like, okay, leave them then. (laughs) If they're losers, then why why are you living with them? Yeah. Walk out. It's... But but it's never really I mean, specified right, but... exactly why she feels that way. I'll tell you why she feels that but way. But no, but not exactly. Like, the reveal shouldn't be that Jackie's son has died. Yeah. The reveal is that Charlotte is suffering with mental health issues yeah. and needs a therapist. <laughs> yes. Yeah. That's the reveal. Yeah. And that's why she's struggling so much. You know, yeah. it's revealed that... She... Yeah, she's never able to get over the life she couldn't have. So she should probably see a therapist about that. Yes. It's 2023. Include that in the film. Exactly. Like, come on. But also, why is this all news to her? Yeah. I, I honestly hang, cannot figure out why this script did not have... This as a like an Instagram post. Yes, yeah, absolutely. Jackie Jennings absolutely. in twenty twenty three would have a Instagram. Yeah. There's no to be fair. Or a blog. Or a blog. Have a blog. A blog. Yeah. Email it out to people. Cute little Pinterest yeah. or something. You know, because to be podcast. fair, a podcast. <laughs> yes, a family. Po- oh, family podcast. Oh, um, <laughs> because to be fair. If I had to read all this, it would come across as obnoxious 
and as bragging. Yeah. It would. You're sending a newsletter out to say we've done all this, that and the other. Yeah? Mm-hmm. Because it, it does come across. I mean, I would probably go, oh, you know, Big Ed. Yeah. But then I'd probably put it in a um drawer and forget about mm-hmm. it. And that's it. You know? Scroll on. Yeah. Um, but the whole... This whole film is based around this fucking newsletter. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. So Charlotte, feeling that her own family is unremarkable, describes her daughter Dora's obsession with Marvel Comics. Now remember, uh, we said Marvel Comics for a bit of dialogue coming up. Her son Grant's attachment to a stuffed monkey called Bob. Monkey Bob. Monkey Bob. Fucking seriously one of the most irritating things in this film is that. Rob's impractical dream of house flipping and uh oh yeah Rob uh, loves a bit of uh colonizing <laughs> colonizing <laughs> he just likes taking land and making it his own okay <laughs> let's not get into fucking communist uh, manifesto and um her own abandoned inventor dreams Grant suggests that they go to Jackie's house instead of Aunt Stacy's because of how much he enjoyed the newsletter and Charlotte sarcastically tells him she'd love to go to Jackie's house and expose her fucking fake happy life. Um, okay. Not only is the newsletter thing seemingly unrealistic to us British folk, but the fact that a child is sitting there reading it. Yeah. Get to fuck. That is not happening. Come on. Yeah. Come on, guys. What are you trying to make us believe? And I know what you're thinking. You're sitting there, maybe you're thinking, but Gary and Chris, this is a PG-rated Netflix Christmas film. How could you look in, uh, into this so much? Let me tell you this, bitch. Either you're new to this podcast, or two, we have sat through this film two fucking times, and we're going to tear it limb for limb. There we go. Just going back. <laughs> just going back a little bit. Um, The idea of house flipping. Yeah. The idea that they have enough money to buy or or they have enough collateral or whatever to buy a second home yeah. to do up and sell on. Uh-huh. And that's his dream. Uh-huh. Your privilege is showing her. Yeah. I'm not feeling sorry for you. Yeah. You look like Heather Graham. <laughs> you are an incredibly <laughs> clever woman who wanted to be an inventor, who yeah. had the capacity to be an inventor. Yeah. But now works for this company, you know, mm-hmm. but is very Star clever. Tech. Star Tech. But has to be very clever to be in that position. There's some sort of joke around vacuum of death that she's had to put up with complaints about. Mm-hmm. Um, that will come back later. Yeah. Like, am I meant to feel sorry for this bitch? Yeah. Like, what? what is the message here? Yeah. First of all, Star Tech, that is the most AI thing I've ever Absolutely. heard. Yeah. Also... You're absolutely right. I mean, their apartment where they live, that isn't cheap. No. That is very nice, no. very fancy. Bitch, you ain't got them to be fucking jealous about. Like, you need to seriously sit down and think about your life decisions. Oh, my savings. Oh, my yeah. sa- Bitch, you've got savings. Lucky you. <laughs> Are you fucking serious? Um, We get... I, I didn't put a context down, but I got a quote from... Uh, Jim from American Pie, who says, uh, what is it John Lennon said? Life is what happens when you're busy making other plans. AI. Grant, uh, misunderstanding his mother's sarcasm, navigates the family to the Jennings home for Christmas. 
Grant's worried that Santa will give their presents to the neighbours when he realises they're not in. So Charlotte does her best, uh, her absolute best to reassure him that this won't happen by telling him she spoke to Santa on the phone. She does this by saying, the fat man and I are like that, yo, homie, and does a cringe thing with her hand. Let me tell you right now, something I've never told anyone on this podcast. One of my biggest bugbears is people trying to talk to kids and talking to them like they like they're doing an impression of a rapper. It fucking boils my blood. And I love Heather Graham. Yeah. This pissed me off. It's like that fucking prick David Walliams and all this fucking gangster granny bullshit. It's like appeasing to kids by talking like that. Stop. Just stop. This grand fucking nightmare kid in the film yeah. at no point speaks. It doesn't speak like that with those no that sort of colloquialism. Neither does the other kid. No, no. Like where is this coming from? There's absolutely no reason for it. It's it's shit. Should have been left in the fucking nineties where it all began. Yeah. Um, he has a monkey that you know, monkey Bob, this stuffed monkey that he carries around with him. Yeah. I don't think he cares about being cool. No. I don't think he cares about being hip. No, he pretends to be a ninja. He, I mean, yeah. So this kid pretends to be a ninja. He wants to be invisible. And this monkey's clearly a coping mechanism. Get this fucking family this some therapy. Has, this, this family needs <laughs> therapy. Because those kids get away with a lot. Dora, well. Dora, there's like a scene where she's like, oh, next time you're going to try and fly, let me know. Okay. So you're telling me she tried jumping from a height, trying yeah. to fly. Uh-huh. Get this girl some therapy. Look at fucking Jim from American Pie. He is depressed. He's miserable. <laughs> he is having a terrible He's time. Miserable. This family, are f- they're fucked up. They need help. And Charlotte <laughs> is literally one inconvenience away from <laughs> burning someone. the fucking apartment down. Grant is like what he's like 10 like 8 whatever like he's he's old enough to to the fact that Heather Graham's had this kid for years right so why is she only just started talking like this now like why it's, are they all just... really surprised by her trying to talk like this yeah what what are, you, what are you doing what is this unfortunately the title card then appears so this disaster has only just begun Ugh. it's only just started it's an hour and 20 minutes and let me tell you now it felt like fucking 5 hours and 20 minutes Rob uh, reads the Jennings newsletter in the car because apparently it's the hottest piece to read this Christmas. And Charlotte is, again, she's fucking fuming. And she's like, oh, Jackie's such a fake bitch and so are her family. So, uh, do you remember when you and Jackie were in that No Doubt covers band? And he's like, well, actually, we never played No Doubt songs. Oh, it fucking sounded like it. So, do you remember when she got Mariah Carey to sing at graduation, but she didn't show up because she had a flat tire at the last minute? How convenient. And uh, do you remember when she said that you proposed to her three times? Oh my god, girl, let it go. She's been holding on to this. Let it for go. You're driving. You're gonna fucking crash. What I don't understand is if they get this newsletter every year, where does this energy come from? Because R- Rob says, Rob says they didn't send one last year. I was wondering how they were. Okay, number one, <laughs> fucking it's called, call them then, dude. It's called the internet. <laughs> Yeah, number one. It's called the internet. Number two, their son died <laughs> and you had no idea. So clearly you didn't care that much. A whole memorial fund was set up in his honour. 
he can't have been that close. <laughs> you know, he clearly not friends on. You're not invited to a private Instagram account or no, anything like that. No, it's hidden from a green story on Insta. Exactly. <laughs> so you can't have cared that much. And also, I just... Why has this Charlotte bitter energy mm. only happened now? Yeah. After it's been a year off from the newsletter. Uh-huh. Why, why is this... If they send it every single year, yeah. and every single year... It's Jackie bragging about her uh-huh. family. Then why has Charlotte kept this resentment until twenty twenty three? The year off gave her extra time to build resentment. Well, apparently, <laughs> um, as they arrive, as they get closer to the house, we get a really weird Christina Aguilera version of "We Wish You a Merry Christmas" by James Torme. It's like "We Wish You a Merry Christmas." Like Jessica Simpson, <laughs> Ashley Simpson, Stop. the soundtrack. Uh, rum, pum, pum, pum. That is actually uh, blah, 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 later on in the film. Like it's genuinely, this is the worst fucking soundtrack from any Christmas film. Um, as the family pull up to the Jennings' house, they still think they're going to Aunt Stacy's house. How fucking stupid are you? Like, not only are you fucking, not only are you toxic, but you're also stupid. Yeah. How do you not know that this isn't your fucking sister's house? I thought your sister, you know, moved closer to us, not further away. Then why weren't you asking that? Yeah. Why didn't you check the GPS? Exactly. Do you not remember the address? Yeah. Like... <laughs> With Grant that set it up... Yeah. He wanted to go to Jackie's because he didn't want to go to his aunt's house because, what, his aunt's not fancy enough? No, no, no. There's another reason why he wants the to go there. It's coming up. It's coming up. When they arrive, though, Charlotte shows off how toxic she is some more. She's like, when she said her house was nicer. And then we give me this nice. Oh, my God. You even hate your sister. You hate everyone. Which would be great. I just, I feel like this character would have been amazing if. Dark comedy. It's given, I mean, it's Christmas on the Square, Christine Baranski. Yeah. If it had been camp, this would have been great. It was Scrooge. You know, mm-hmm. a female Scrooge, you know, but it, it doesn't come across that way. No. It's not, it's not country at all. No, it's not. Um, yeah. So she knocks the door, pulls the reef off whilst doing so to great hilarity. <laughs> and, uh, Jackie answers and she's like, wait, is, isn't this my sister Stacy's house? Clearly fucking Clearly not. not. It's Jackie. Look, why are you asking that? Grant pops up and re- reveals he's responsible for the entire thing because he took her sarcasm seriously. That's why they're there. Yeah, no, I'm just, oh, okay. But he also kind of wanted to not spend it with his aunt. Yeah. Because Jackie had a nicer place. Mm-hmm. And um, did, did you get the part where uh, Charlotte goes, Jackie? She goes, yeah, Jackie. <laughs> yeah, Jackie. <laughs> Jackie. <laughs> Jackie invites them in. For anyone who doesn't get that... Google, Jackie Stallone, big brother. <laughs> Jackie invites them in, and Charlotte is outvoted, so they have to stay. Yeah. And Dora, the daughter who is obsessed with Marvel, it's a dangerous obsession. It gets her mum down. Like, it's fucking dead. She knows everything there is to know about Marvel. Just Marvel. She's like, wow, this place is like Wayne Manor. Hold the fuck up, bitch. What? Seriously? Can I ask a legitimate question? Yeah. 
what would the Marvel version of Wayne Manor be? Um, um, I, I, Iron Man's house. Yeah, where does St- Tony Stark live? Uh, Avengers Tower. Oh, okay, fine. Either way, it's not where he lives, is it? Where's it's... where does Pepper Potts do all her business? He owns like five houses. Yeah, it's like um, J- Jason Biggs in this film. Um, but yeah, either way, don't, why would you big up that this character is so into Marvel and then have her make a reference like that? She doesn't need to say anything. Like, because, oh oh yeah, by the way, she disappears. Like, around this point in the film, she disappears after breakfast and you don't see her again for so long. That's a superpower, isn't it? Yeah, she figured out how to be invisible. Yeah. Um, when they go to bed... Uh, Charlotte's like, so what did you see in her anyways? Yeah, Brandy, that fucking dog. Ugh, yeah. what did you see in yeah. her? Oh my god. <laughs> One of the true beauties. <laughs> Brandy, what did you see in her? Rob explains how Jackie was spontaneous and up for anything. Oh Charlotte's like, well, I'm, uh, I'm, I'm spontaneous. Well, she... yeah, being the bitch that she is, she gets defensive. <laughs> yeah, so she starts kissing him. And, uh... When he thinks they're getting it on, she refuses to, because get this, she doesn't trust his motives. Yeah, whatever that means. What? Yeah. (laughs) Jackie trusts her husband's motives, though, because she's getting a good scene. She's getting a very good scene, too. This this PG film that could be mistaken for a family-friendly Christmas classic. Yeah. Um, she's getting a good scene to next door, which shakes Charlotte's bed uh, through the wall and breaks a framed picture of Jackie and Rob playing yeah. on stage. And Charlotte, because she's the biggest bitch on the planet, says that it looks better that way. Yeah. 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 So Charlotte, the next morning for breakfast, Charlotte meets uh, Valentino. Jackie's fit husband. Yeah. Um, watching him in slow motion. Watching him in slow motion. He's wearing a tank top. Rob knew this was going to happen because mm-hmm. he knows his wife is an awful person. Yeah. And she couldn't help but stare. <laughs> so he says, try not to stare. So what she does is stare. Mm-hmm. She meets Jackie's highly intelligent daughter, Beatrix, who immediately tells her that a calculation on her dissertation was wrong. Yeah. And I think, why is everyone in this film weird and annoying? Yeah. Apparently, they read Charlotte's dissertation to Beatrix yeah, as, as a bedtime, bedtime story, story every yeah. night. What the fuck? Yeah. Like, these people are but all it, psychopaths. But the thing is, obviously, we're taking things at face value. Yeah. Um, In the context of a, a fun, family-friendly Christmas film, mm-hmm. obviously, we don't take everything at face value. So it's a bit tongue in cheek, and obviously the humor has to come from somewhere. It's not even funny. It's, it's not even funny. It's just annoying. It's not it's, even funny. It's not even it's... funny. You know, we suspend belief all the time with film. You have to, you know, it, very dull otherwise. Mm-hmm. If every film we watched was some true to life kitchen sink drama, yeah. you know, there's enough room for both. So we suspend belief, but not for shit jokes like this. Yeah. Oh, come on. They're, um, they find themselves snowed in and forced to stay. And obviously Charlotte's not happy about this. 
Um, Dora questions what all the banging was last night in this PG-rated film. Mm. And Jackie explains that she and Valentina were just moving some furniture. And Grant's like, well, my parents never move furniture. So Charlotte awkwardly lies about having a more active sex life than she actually has. In this PG-rated film released in the country of America where they are currently claiming that drag queens are the problem. But you've released this film for children. My question is, they have a very fancy house and a very fancy lifestyle. I thought the idea of uh, banging beds Mm. would be for cheap beds that move easily and freely. It was a good scene too. Um, also, you know, why, how could you have a good scene to like that and not make noise? Like, yeah. but I, I mean, in terms of, I, I would, I would like to think, and it's not something I think of too often, but Brandy could really hit some great notes during, you know, a passionate. Well, yeah. I mean, if you, night. If, if the bed's going to be rocking anyway. Yeah. You might I'd as well. expect to hear some high notes. You might but as she, well. <laughs> clear, apparently they're both, you know, got their mouths zipped up uh-huh. and then bashing furniture against the wall. It yeah. is, I, I think it's highly inappropriate. It, it is. It is. So Surely many. Surely they know that they're giving the, the, you know, the wall a good bashing. Yeah. So many people, you know, are always like oh, people are too young for, and especially in America, people are too young to learn about gay people. People are too young to learn about trans people. Oh, it's just all about sex with gay people. Oh, just rubbing it in people's faces. Okay, but this PG-rated film which has ongoing jokes about straight couples having sex and multiple scenes of these couples making out. Yeah, that's normal for kids. It, it's Fucking a weird, weird because I don't. I'm not sure if this film is for kids. I don't it's a PG. It is a PG, but I don't think the target audience is kids. Obviously, it's not. But then, if... whereas I feel like something like Family Switch, yeah. is more. This is for your preteen audience, and and this, that, and the other. But the emphasis in the marketing for this is absolutely here's Brandy, Heather Graham, Jason Biggs, in a film, a Christmas film together yeah. with hijinks and all that sort of stuff going on so but that would give me the idea that people would watch it as a family though yeah that's absolutely fine but if it, if the if kids aren't a target audience and why have we got all the stupid annoying shit with the kids with the kids like yeah. one of the thousand subplots in the Do film you know, the, the target is families yeah i i genuinely feel like the, yeah. the idea is that families sit down and watch this and the kids learn the whole santa thing and they have a giggle at that and then the kids don't really understand the banging beds bit mm. so the adults get their laugh and the rest of us with good taste <laughs> get nothing Rob reveals that Jackie has asked them to stay for Christmas um, Charlotte is outvoted by her family yet again not that it matters because they're snowed in anyways Jackie says the name of the film after giving Dora, Grant and Bob Christmas letters to reveal that Santa knows where they are and that he'll deliver their presents to the house. Santa's watching. Santa's Apparently watching. so. Charlotte's distrust grows and it leads her to snoop around the house and go on an all-out mission 
to prove that Jackie's family are all unhappy liars. Yes. Um, she finds a book on photoshopping for dummies randomly yeah. lying about and she gets suspicious. So she starts checking and ticking off the accomplishments within the newsletter. Yeah. So these include losing a game of chess with Beatrix. Mm-hmm. So Beatrix is clever because she beat her at chess. Yeah. And she actually ticks. She actually physically ticks yes, the newsletter. She, does. she finds Valentino's karate trophies. Yeah. Tick. She then finds their stamped passports. She mm-hmm. checks their passports and gives a tick for them traveling all yeah. over the world. She is that invested yeah. in making sure these people are miserable. Weird. So weird. Like <laughs> But I just don't know where the humour comes from. I know. It's like, okay, what are you proving to us here? She's really unlikable. She's getting more unlikable scene by scene. Everyone else is unlikable too. Yeah. But she's the worst. She's She's obviously the worst. She's the villain. Yeah. Beatrix um, confronts Charlotte upstairs and gives her advice on how to get out of her company while she can. And uh, she's like, I may be small in stature, Miss Sanders, but I am tall in intellect. And... uh, then Jackie goes on, she's like, Beatrix, don't intimidate the guests. That would be annoying. If a kid spoke to me like that, that would be annoying. Yeah. I'd be like, no, shut up. What's even more annoying is the fact that Charlotte threw a little tantrum because they snowed in, they have to stay there. Jackie then reveals that the driveway is heated and it melted the snow immediately so they can all go and get a Christmas tree. Oh my God. So this entire film is pointless. They can just go. No, the idea is that so they're heated so they can get to the Christmas market mm-hmm. place or wherever it is in their town. But their home slash her sister's home is still snowed under. Yeah. So they can't get there until New Year's. I'm sure there's a hotel they can go to because it's so But this is the thing. But everybody wants to say it, Jackie's because Charlotte is in the wrong. Yeah. And no one agrees with Charlotte. Charlotte doesn't want to stay there. Because she's bitter about her own existence. Mm-hmm. But everyone else is perfectly happy to stay there. Because Jackie's a nice woman. Yeah. And is doing something really nice for them. So <laughs> the heated driveway allows them to do a bit of shopping. And grab their trees and such. And Charlotte gets sticky tree sap on her hand. And ends up ripping out Rob's hair after snogging him. She snogs him after Jackie and Valentino... Get inappropriate in public. Yeah, stroking the and tree. She tries to one up them. They're stroking the tree up and down. Um, again, in this PG rated film, they're being all saucy around a Christmas tree. And when when Charlotte tries doing it, she's like, "Oh, sturdy trunk." Yeah. <laughs> um, if I was Jason Biggs, I'd be insulted by the hair that stuck to her hand. Yeah, because it looks like pubic. It does. It really does. And he's and, been and in worse positions. I don't me. think Jason Biggs' hair. I think it's nicer than that. It looks, <laughs> but it looks like thin and like frazzled and puby. And I'm like, I'm sure, he has much nicer hair than that. Um, yeah. So they start making out, and Charlotte starts awkwardly making out with Rob. Yeah. Um, again, you know, trying to one up Jackie yeah. in some in some way. Um. And, uh, yeah, so the kids stand around watching and giggling. Yeah, because... Great stuff to show your kids. 
Uh, the children, influenced by Beatrix's uh, scepticism, embark on a misguided mission to expose a mall Santa after he doesn't know what they're talking about uh, when they mention the letters they received to him. Yeah, so they're all hanging around. So this is whatever. It, it's that cliched hallmark. Yeah. Um, why does this town have this random square where everyone sells Christmas uh-huh. stuff? I bet it looks shit in the summer kind of thing. <laughs> Charlotte introduces everyone to her invention, the chip mitt, the chip mitt. that repels crumbs. AI. It's AI. Um, she has absolutely no faith in it, though, because she is a miserable bitch. Yeah. Um, Charlotte accuses Jackie and Rob of having... Oh, no. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. This is after, so, isn't so, it? Well, it's dinner so time. Get, it's the, dinner the kids time, get though. skeptical. Yeah. And they are skeptical about Santa as a yeah, whole. Yeah, yeah. And then we get to dinner time. Shut, I'll tell you what. Heather Graham is serving up some cookies and cakes, bringing them to the table. She is. But she's also serving up looks and hair with a red dress, big hair. She's giving, uh, I believe it was Michelle Pfeiffer in uh, What Lies Beneath with the red dress. You'll get that when you watch it. The big hair is just given 80s. Like, it is. Don't make me stand this evil queen. Like, come on. What are you doing? Just say it. It's a serve. It's a serve. She's serving cunt at dinner. Uh, And after dinner, Charlotte and Valentino drink wine together. And she's like, oh, yeah, so what's going on with Jackie and Rob, eh? Like, trying to stir the pot. Like, she's a producer. Because she's seen a letter from Rob to Jackie. Because obviously, Valentino doesn't have anything to do with the post in his own home. No. Uh, so, yeah, why is this only addressed to Jackie? Yeah. Because it's revealed, spoiler alert, that it's Rob has been creating their own newsletter and selling <laughs> it and sending it to friends and family. So my question is, why is it only addressed to Jackie? Why is it not addressed to the Jennings? Like it's a family newsletter. Yeah. And they get a family newsletter from the Jennings. Okay. Well, that's the reveal. So Charlotte sees this post mm-hmm. and sees that it's a letter from Rob to Jackie. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So she assumes that they're having an affair. And she it, she goes up to Brandy and she says, you know, asking asking her about this guy. She said, Do you know his name? Brandy said, yeah, I know his name. She says, the boy's mine. Oh, sorry. Sorry, that's that's the music video for Brandy and Monica's The Boy's Mine. Um, but she speaks to Valentino about Jackie and Rob potentially finding each other attractive. Yeah. So Valentino suggests that it's okay for people to find each other attractive as long as they don't take it any further. Yeah. In fact, he's pleased that someone finds his wife attractive, mm-hmm. which is lovely. He asks Charlotte if she finds him attractive. And she says, yes, you're a very attractive man, Mm -hmm. you know, this, that, and the other. She then asks him if he finds her (laughs) attractive, to which he bluntly says, Uh, no. uh, No? Uh, No. (laughs) He looks disgusted. He looks offended that she'd even suggest it. Firstly, number one, that is clearly a lie. (laughs) That is Heather Graham in front of you. Do not lie. In her best outfit in the film. And secondly, there's no need to be so blunt about it. <laughs> like, what's the humour here? I actually, actually kind of, I felt sorry for her at that moment. I was like, oh, I mean, that's actually really rude. 
Why wouldn't he just pretend? Yeah. With the conversation that was going on, it just makes him look a bit dumb. Yeah. As if he's not understanding yeah. the conversation. Yeah. Like, lie about it. Just mm-hmm. say, yeah, you're, you're, you have a Graham, for fuck's sake. You know? And my wife's Brandy, you know? It, yeah. It's, it's great. I've, I've got two mm-hmm. beautiful women to look at. Yeah. So Beatrix, Grant and Bob... <laughs> so fucking stupid. This is when uh, the daughter disappears now for a while. Beatrix, Grant and Bob are watching Fallen for Christmas on Netflix because Netflix apparently are now plugging their own shit within their shit. Do you know what it's given? What? Birdemic. Birdemic, You yeah. know when Tippy Hedren's <laughs> randomly on the TV? Lindsay Lohan's in the cast for this. <laughs> um, Beatrix decides to do a presentation on the history of Santa. She's done an entire PowerPoint presentation on how Santa isn't real and how her presents get better when her parents' wages go up. Why do you know this? It's actually really sad. It's so sad. So she's put together this PowerPoint. It indicates that no correlation between naughtiness and the number of presents received. In fact, she has detected a correlation between household income yeah. and number of presents received. Yeah. A sad fact of life and an important message mm-hmm. to everyone. Because... What you've, if you also did the correlation between the <laughs> household income and the rates of naughtiness, <laughs> you feel like there's a correlation between them as well, honey. <laughs> um, yeah, uh, let's probably not get into that for this family friendly Netflix film. <laughs> this entire subplot is fucking awful. Like, this genuinely just feels like random ideas just string together. But like, it is. There's no structure. Yeah. There's it, nothing. But it is. Charlotte, she goes to Jackie's office to try stealing the letter. Um, but Jackie almost walks in on her. So she hilariously gets locked outside and has to climb down from the roof, leading to her falling over. She takes um, her frustrations out on a snowman. She just, How many times have we seen this? Come on. We needed it for the trailer, clearly. Yes. Because it, it doesn't mean anything. It doesn't. The Hadley Falls Christmas pageant preparations are taking place and the angel flying on the rope is out of control. So, Valentino, in this PG-rated film made for kids in the same country where they think drag queens are the problem, gives the kids uh, in charge of the ropes some advice on how to do it. He says to these kids, who are about 14 years old, Guys, this has to be delicado, like you're caressing a woman. Someday. Yeah. You'll understand someday. Not a man. You know, just no, in case they yeah, can't be gay. Yeah. <laughs> Don't yeah. be silly, these hetties. Yeah. Um, yes, like you're caressing a woman to these children. Yes. Fuck off with your weird ass fucking <laughs> film, Todd. <laughs> Todd. The robot who wrote the film. Oh, Todd. <laughs> also at the rehearsals for the... the I, I just call it the nativity play, I don't know. <laughs> who gives a shit? Um, Jackie decides to sing Let It Snow. And it would be a sleigh, because it's Brandy, if she didn't invite Rob and others to sing along with her. Okay, so something I've never mentioned on this podcast before. I, yes. may, I may have mentioned on the podcast before when we did Jersey and Chris. No, they were way too professional. Um, something that a real big bugbear with me. Another one for this episode. Okay. Is when people are given instruments in film and TV and they don't know how to play them. <laughs> As a guitarist, this is fucking frustrating to watch. And yes, you guessed it. 
It makes my blood boil. Jason Biggs is stood there with this stupid acoustic guitar, no guitar pick, doing whatever the fuck he's doing on that fretboard. They are not chord shapes, I can tell you right now. But yeah, the sound coming out of the guitar is perfect. perfect. It's perfect chords, perfect finger picking. Not what he's doing. It's lazy. Show him how to play your guitar. Just simple chords. It's not that difficult, guys. Oh, my God. But we're distracted when one of the angels looks like Nicole Kidman. <laughs> Afterwards, um, I only have a dad as little girl because I forgot her name. <laughs> she says, wow, mum, Auntie Jackie and dad are so cool together. He'd have a much better life if he got with Brandy. Exactly. He would not look that depressed. Beatrix, Grant and Bob confront the Santa from before and ask him to admit he's not real. So he sends them away. Um, meanwhile, Charlotte's dangerous obsession with exposing Jackie sends her back to the house to find the letter. Meanwhile, because you can do this all in one sequence of events, apparently. Yeah. Grant uses Bob to remove Santa's beard. Well, they use... Yeah, so they get, like, um, sticky tree sap. Yeah. That um, Heather Graham tried to snatch Jason Biggs' wig with mm-hmm. earlier. And they use it to snatch Santa's beard, wig, and hat off. Yeah. Which is great hilarity. Snatched. Um, <laughs> again, kind of like Charlotte's obsession with everything in this film. Yeah. Kids, leave it alone. Just it doesn't alone. fucking matter. Like, seriously. It doesn't matter. I just don't... And again, you know, maybe we're looking far too much into this. But the idea that this 10-year-old girl has been um, given a place at Harvard but still cannot categorically say whether Santa is real or not. It's just so stupid. You got a place in Harvard, bitch. You know he's not real. Exactly. You know, she's done all this research on on gifts and stuff like that. And I I understand we, we, we may be taking it a little too seriously you know, we have to suspend belief, but I've suspended enough, okay? Yeah. I've suspended enough with this film. It's just a stupid subplot that... Just, it, it's a, yeah. Do you know what she could do? Annoying. She could just Google it. She could. could just She's got access to the internet. Exactly. They all go back to the house early. Uh, Jason Biggs is like, uh, you better hope Monkey Bob has a good lawyer, dude. And uh, Grant's like, he wants to represent himself. Okay, why does this kid? <laughs> Sorry. Why does this child know that you can represent yourself in court? Yeah, it's true. He is not the intelligent one. No. So, in a bizarre series of events, I haven't even the first time I'm saying this in this episode. Um, Charlotte's in the attic. I think it's an attic. It's, it's a very an attic. Clean it's an attic. attic. Yeah. yeah. And uh, we hear, you broke into the wrong house, cabron. Valentino walks in and he flies in the air and karate kicks her into a bunch of cardboard boxes. I shit you not. Heather Graham, who got punched in the face by Jesus and evil never sleeps, gets karate kicked by the man who thinks she's ugly in this film. I gasped. And I and because the film was so forgettable, I forgot it happened and I gasped all over again. Yeah. 
honestly, I forgot the second time around. It is the kicked. best thing in this film. Poor Heather Graham, her stunt double. She decided to work that day. She did she just flies into, those into those boxes? She really does. She she works for her uh, her money. And because everyone is so flabbergasted by the fact that she's in the attic. No one's like, oh my god, are you okay? Like, oh my god, you've just been kicked across the fucking room. Yeah. Are you okay? No one gives a shit. No, well, her, Valentino did. He did oh, I he, struck a woman. He's he shocked that he struck a woman. I'll never forgive and myself. And says that he thought there was an intruder. <laughs> did they not think that it could have been Charlotte? I know, yeah. She's not with them. Because also their attic is very spacious. Yeah. And bright. Yeah. And really well organized. Yeah. So were they not? Yes. Okay. It's when he weird. turns the light off when he walks in. It's weird for Charlotte to be in the attic. Yeah. But the attic is almost like another room. It it's not like um, Chris McNeil's attic. No. In you know she's not having to go around in the dark. Mm-hmm. It's a really nice room. It just feels like another part yeah. of the house. Um, so I don't know why they didn't think it would just be Charlotte. Yeah. I mean, Charlotte, seemingly they gave Charlotte a key because she managed to get into the yeah. house. You know, she didn't sneak in. No. Um, so it's really stupid. But thankfully so, because it's the actual highlight of the film. Yeah. It's so camp. This is, this next five minutes are so camp, so melodramatic. And it's like, oh, my God, this is what the rest of the film could have been. Um, whilst they're in the attic, Valentino discovers Jackie has rebuilt one of his dead mother's dollhouses that was destroyed in a fire in her studio. And she did this as a surprise for his and Beatrix's uh, Christmas present. Yeah. So it's a fucking huge dollhouse. Yeah. It's under a sheet in the middle of the room. Mm-hmm. But what? Was he never going to go to the attic? I know, yeah. In his like, own house. Is he in his own home. There? This attic that looks like it's used <laughs> fairly regularly. There's... You know, convenient boxes and stuff and all that business. I don't know why she thought that was the best hiding place for it. And it's huge. He's going to have a little nose. He tells the story of the dollhouse that his grandmother Uh owned. What I question, was it necessary to have a Spanish cover? Absolutely not. Of Doris Day's perhaps, perhaps, perhaps. No. Playing in the background. No, it was not necessary at all. We know that he's Latino. Yes. It's fine. Yeah. We, we know. We get it. We know. And his grandmother would have been too. Yeah. And we understand. You don't have to keep playing into these stereotypes whenever he talks or acts. or We, we don't need it. Because it, it's not... Necessary. That's not to say he shouldn't be allowed to celebrate his culture. But, but it feels like he's making fun of it. It kind of, it's almost like it's a joke. Yeah. Having a, oh, it's perhaps, perhaps, perhaps. Oh, wait, no, it's Spanish. Yeah. You know, you might as well have fucking done Feliz Navidad. Exactly. In the, exactly. In the background. You exactly. might as well have just done that. Yeah. You know, it, it's, for me, it's that shitty bottom of the barrel cultural humour that's not too far away from, oh God, what was that fucking film? Was 16, was it 16 Candles? Yeah. When every time the Asian character came on screen, there was a fucking gong. It's yeah. like, are you serious? 
Mm-hmm. We're in 2023. You know, it doesn't... It, it's not celebrating the culture. No. It, it's almost... It feels like it's poking fun at it. Yeah. And the fact that it's made by white people as well. Yeah. Yeah. It's just... I mean, Todd's obviously not real, so he doesn't count. Um, but, you know, Charles Shire is a white man. Mary Lambert is a white woman. And... Putting jokes in there like this just feels a bit lofty. Yeah. And let's be honest, Charlotte comes across as massively fucking racist in this film. I don't... Do you think... I mean, come on. It, she I, despises this family. It's giving Karen. Yeah. I, and then I, Karen's a racist. I feel like... I feel like the film doesn't want to touch oh, on no, the no. idea of race. Yeah, and it could have. In that way. Yeah. Because there is a scene later on where um, Charlotte tells Brandy that she's had it easy. Yeah. And she, I keep saying Brandy. Her name's... Um, what's her name? Jackie. Jackie. Tells Jackie that she's had it easy. But there's absolutely no mention of the irony yeah. of a, you know, a white woman saying that to a, a black yeah. woman. There's no mention of that. Mm-hmm. But we get these race-based, you know, perhaps, 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 Spanish yeah. version yeah. in the background. We get that shit. So Charlotte ruins a lovely moment when she leans on the table with a dollhouse and smashes it to pieces. But Jackie's had it. She confronts her about the snooping and she says what we've all been thinking this entire time. She- what is your problem, girl? <laughs> and uh, and it's true. I, I think I think if there is one, and this might be a spoiler for the awards, but if there's one phrase that perfectly sums up <laughs> this film and how I was feeling watching this film, it was, what is your problem, Heather Graham? Mary Charlotte, Lambert. what is your problem? <laughs> Um, Jason Biggs is like, the problem is you, Jackie. Your life is just too wonderful for her. Um, so Jackie and Rob just like stand there and a bitch about her for a bit. They do. Charlotte accuses Jackie and Rob of having a secret affair based on the misinterpreted letter. And this is when we get the revelation of Rob's harmless tradition of sharing Jackie's Christmas letters with their family kept secret due to Charlotte's known disdain for them. That man is so on edge in his relationship that he has to hide family newsletters from her. Why are these two even married? Yeah. Why Why are they even married? Yeah. He suggests that she's ashamed, that she is ashamed of her not so perfect family. Why are you married? Yeah. It's awful. If I ever had the inkling that my wife felt shamed by mine and my children's mere existence. Mm-hmm. Yes, they're annoying. They are. But... To feel that kind of shame that she wouldn't want to participate in yeah. something like that, you know, divorce, yeah, divorce court, get Judge Judy involved, yeah, you know, it's bullshit. But for him to then go behind her back to mm-hmm. do these things, also number one, why is why does no one mention these newsletters? Who is he sending? I know, them yeah, to? no one's mentioned them. Does he hatch? Does he put in the letters? Please don't, don't mention her. this to Charlotte. Yeah. <laughs> Stupid. Also, why does he have to copy Jackie's fam- exactly. family? Exactly. Like, get your own ideas. Fucking loser. 
Robert Howard Charlotte. But why wouldn't he, if he's so invested and he's doing these newsletters and these newsletters are such a big deal yeah. to him, why is he flippantly saying in the car, oh, they didn't send one last uh-huh. year? Why didn't he say to Jackie and Valentino when they arrived, oh, we didn't get your newsletter yeah. last yeah. year? Yeah. You know, he's had moments away from Charlotte where he could have this discussion and they would say, we didn't because our son died. Yeah. Also, why would they not have that conversation in the I know. first place? Why are they hiding it? Why, why are they hiding? <laughs> why would they not have that conversation? Because obviously... Because Charlotte's a bitch and she's probably like, good. A bitch. But wouldn't they say, can we just have a little adult talk? Yeah. Separate. Uh-huh. You know, our son died. You might be inclined to ask questions about him. Yeah. They don't ask a single question about their son. No. They don't. You might be inclined to ask some questions... You know, he died last year. It might upset Beatrix, so just be careful what you're saying. Yeah. For all they know, because they haven't revealed this twist, mm-hmm. and it's, it annoys me to call it such. But it is. But it is. Because they haven't revealed this twist, why are Charlotte and Rob not asking questions mm-hmm. about it? You know, is he going to be here for Christmas? Is he... You know, how wonderful. Tell me more about what he's been doing. Well, Charlotte hasn't asked because she's awful. Yeah, because they're awful. But Rob's, Rob... But Rob's shit as yeah, well. He's got Rob's no a excuse. too. I mean, yeah. He tells Charlotte how he's actually proud of their family, unlike her. And they all leave Charlotte in the attic alone and crying. It's what she deserves. Charlotte tells Jackie they're going home. And she's shocked. And she's like, everybody makes mistakes. That's why they put erasers at the end of pencils. Oh. Are you fucking kidding me? AI. Jackie is already over Charlotte's weird obsession with her being secretly unhappy yeah. and her ruining the dollhouse that she spent so long working on and they agreed to spend Christmas together. So what is the Seconds. lesson? What is the lesson learned? Seconds after it happened. Exactly. What the fuck? Also, can I just say, that table was incredibly unsturdy. Oh, I know. Yeah. It's not like Heather Graham elbow dropped it. She didn't, you know, do anything like that. She merely put her hand on this table and it collapsed. Yeah. And then the whole of the dollhouse collapsed with it. That's shoddy craftsmanship. Yeah. On both counts. Mm-hmm. For the table and the dollhouse. Yeah. I actually don't believe that was Charlotte's fault. She simply just put her hand on the end of the well, table. I mean, but I'm doing it right now. And yes. The, the microphone's give, not flying well, out the window. You've got to give us something, haven't you? Um, Jackie, Beatrix and Charlotte Just after Charlotte ruined a dollhouse And you know Revealed that she's obsessed with Making sure Jackie's unhappy All go to the bank together to get a mortgage For Rob to buy another home so he can sell it on And make a profit This is her Christmas surprise So she's going to put their savings into it And get a loan So that Rob can buy a house To do up and then sell on Because that's his dream Yeah, Fucking sad fucker Beatrix to sell at a profit and therefore putting up house prices. Yes. And we're meant to like these people. <laughs> we're meant to like so annoying. Beatrix He might as well just become a landlord. Oh, it's been my yeah. dream to be a landlord this all my life. Beatrix guilt trips the guy in the bank to doing them a good deal, and they all do a sussy finger snap to celebrate. Yes, Beatrix <sighs> Beatrix who isn't quite sure if Santa's real or not. Uh-huh. Uh, uh, 
makes them get a uh, fixed interest rate of 3.1%. Yeah. And, and the guy she... in the bank's not like, you're a child, get the fuck out of here. Exactly. And Charlotte looks dumbfounded by the whole thing. So is she intelligent or not? What is she? Who knows? Is she? She's intelligent enough to be an inventor, yeah, mm-hmm. and to work at Star Search. We soon find whatever. out that her inventions aren't that intelligent. Yeah, but she's intelligent enough for that, but she's not intelligent to understand fixed rate interest loans. No. Right, okay. Charlotte and Rob make up over planning on putting the dollhouse back together, yeah. and he tells her they need to fuck more, and she agrees. So they they talked like they were going to get a divorce, but that yeah. conversation was never really never brought up. Re- never really happened. And then they make up. They also fixed this dollhouse in one evening. They do. That took months. Yeah. For Jackie to uh-huh. do it. So I do genuinely, you know, here's one cross against Jackie. Her craftsmanship is awful. It took yeah. her ages to do it. And it fell apart with you know, the the power of a fart. Yeah. Strongest to win, and that would have been out the window. I know. And the table would have gone yeah. with it, too. Ridiculous. Also, how did they know how to put it back together? How did they know what went where? They had no instructions manual. They only saw it once. If I'm not mistaken, actually, and it's not often you'll hear me admit being wrong, I feel like they just make a random house. Because <laughs> <laughs> it's got, like, Christmas tree lights on it, and it didn't yeah. before. And I feel like it's smaller... Yeah. Than the one Jackie built. So I actually think that they just made a random... Uh-huh. <laughs> unless I missed it. Unless but yeah, I'm misremembering. But, but Jackie's telling me like, you fucking kidding me. How did you, you did do this? It. Oh my God. You did it, lady. I'm also confused by how much unsupervised time this random couple have yeah. in Jackie's house. Like, it's really weird, isn't it? I know. It? It's so weird. Just like, yeah. like, what, are they just, like, babysitting their kids? Uh-huh. Like, who's looking after the kids? Yeah. Well, Beatrix is still babbling on about Santa not being real in this god-awful subplot. And then soon after, she reveals to Charlotte and Jackie that she and Grant found the letterhead for Santa's letter. So Grant ran away to prove Santa is real. And because we haven't got enough subplots in this film already. And because it doesn't actually quite make it to 90 minutes anyway, so we need this extra guff yeah. as well. They all go looking for him. They find him pretty quickly. Where did they find him? And why did they find him there? And what is he eating? And why is he eating it? And why is he paying nothing for it? So, Jackie... In this film made by white people. The oracle that is Jackie, <laughs> the mystic Meg, all-seeing... Jackie knows that Grant, because he believes himself to be a ninja, has obviously gone to the local Japanese restaurant. Called Warrior Sushi. Called Warrior Sushi. So Jackie and Charlotte (laughs) go to pick him up and Jackie, for some reason, at the door says, I'll leave you to it. And then pisses off someone. So... Charlotte goes in and the (laughs) the poor waitress, the actress playing this waitress... (laughs) Has to say the line, we gave him miso. And Charlotte says, oh, okay, I'll pay for it. And this, that, and the other. And she says, no, it's fine. It's on us. It's not often we get to serve a real ninja. 
And I, I literally, in my night, I thought, fucking hell. Someone apparently put pen to paper. They put those words down on a script and sent it out to people. And this poor actress said, yeah, I'll do it. Oh, my God. Again, not looking good, is it? It's just, it's, it's so, <laughs> it, it's like, and again, correct me if I'm wrong, but we gave him miso. I mean, would you not say miso soup or, or miso salmon no, or just, miso? Just gave him ramen. You didn't just give him ramen. Yeah, we gave him ramen. Not just, we gave him miso. What did you, did you just give him a miso cube? Like, like just, you know, he's not just spoon. Has he got noodles miso. with it? He's got like a, a meal. I just, I don't get that. It someone feels like never someone who doesn't yeah. understand Japanese. Yeah. Um, food and then it's like it's not often we get to serve a real ninja come on come on guys it's 2023 do better this stupid little white kid <laughs> I can just, but I just I can imagine him going in and saying oh I'm here I'm a real ninja yeah like could you imagine I'm a rich white privileged kid oh, give me food like oh my mum's she's left me to go get a house to go buy a house to flip and sell on i'm a real ninja can i have some miso like fuck off i'm here crying because i don't think santa's real did you see what the film was on the tv i didn't know what that one was princess switch three with vanessa hudgens so another netflix film charlotte tells him she believes in santa claus and the problem solved immediately i'd hate that yeah. Could you imagine being at a restaurant and there being a full length movie on the TV? <laughs> You'd be like, I'm not quite here long enough to watch the whole thing. So it's just going to be a bit distracting. Yeah. But I'm not going to see, you know, it, it, I'd have to have had been there dead on when it began. Yeah. To not completely miss out. So I'd hate that. I'd really hate that. A news report uh, interrupts this uh, this film, and uh, it's about Charlotte's company, which has gone under because of a faulty product, the vacuum of death, um, and she finds out she's lost her job by the news report. Yeah. Whilst everyone in the restaurant are lifeless, like statues. It's really creepy. <laughs> like, I don't understand why no one's moving. I just, I don't understand also how that's breaking news. Yeah. You know, if, if they, they interrupted the Princess Switch free for that. Exactly. It's, okay, maybe, you know, if Amazon was going out of business, it would be breaking news. Um, but not some random Star Tech. Um, I don't see why that would be breaking news. We no. interrupt this program. You know, if we interrupt this program to tell you Queen Elizabeth died. You know, yeah. that's the kind of news stories that you get that way. Uh-huh. Not this vacuum company that Charlotte hates <laughs> is going under. Yeah. So Charlotte... Also... Sorry. Carry on. Also, Princess Switch 3, yeah. if I'm not mistaken, is a Netflix film. It is a Netflix film. So it wouldn't be showing on TV. No. Would, they would be streaming it. Do we get breaking news now in the middle of Netflix films? <laughs> <laughs> I think maybe we're... Going too far, but no, no, I mean that's that's dumb. It's we're, fucking dumb. Yeah, we're doing. What's the the word I'm looking for? A little too picky. Maybe. <laughs> so Charlotte tells Jackie that she's lost her job and that she's jealous of her perfect life. 
um, before going for a drive to her Salt Lake office when she spots Lisa Barlow at Taco Bell <laughs> on the... Oh, no. Wrong Christmas film. Uh, she spots Monkey Bob in the rearview mirror and crashes the car. Rose the Angel from the pageant is next to where it crashed and uh, she's like, oh, I'm so happy you're spending time with Jackie. She loves company around this time of year. Uh, this and a sign that literally says the Daniel Jennings Memorial Fund makes Charlotte realise that Jackie's son is actually dead and the plot twist kicks in. She's like, oh. <laughs> there we have it, folks. The twist of the film. Yeah. Um... It's giving Sixth Sense, you know, it's up there with the best twists. M. Night Shyamalan would be very proud. Yeah. Not. Well. It's stupid. I mean, the the thing is, she deals with this like she deals with everything else in the film. She goes back to the house and goes for a snoop in Daniel's room. Like She literally opens their key cupboard, gets the key to his locked room and goes in, helps herself. And it's like Jackie walks in and she's like, that's not just something you put in a holiday newsletter. Well, hang on a minute. How about saying to her, what the fuck are you doing in this room? Yeah. Again, second time in the film. What is your problem, girl? This is, it's very true. Because why would she think the first thing to do rather than go to Jackie and say, oh my God, I'm so sorry. I didn't realise. I didn't. You know, you could have spoken to me about that. Yeah. I would have been a little annoyed as well. I'd be like, well, why would you... I've been in your house for, like, what, five days now? Yeah. Almost. Best part of a week I've been in your house. Why has this not come up in conversation? I mean, it's like we said, though, with Charlotte, it's kind of like, okay, you've, you've been a bitch the entire time. Why, where's the time to bring it up? But then she just finds out that Jackie's son is dead. So the first thing she decides to do is break into his bedroom. <laughs> what is she going to find out in there? His corpse is just I was going to say, like... Just keeping it preserved. What is she expecting <laughs> to find? Texas Chainsaw Massacre. <laughs> Jesus Christ. Now, if we went back to your idea about this being a horror film, Daniel could have been in that room. He yeah. could have been in that room, deformed, like wearing someone's face, and they're like, well... We've got to keep him in here because he just likes killing people. No, because it would be... Um, what's the Daniel, did you say? Yeah. Yeah, Daniel would be dead, but it would be his evil twin Is he... <laughs> that would be in the room and he'd attack Heather Graham. And then Jackie would come in and say, you should have stayed at the party, Maxine, <laughs> and then killed him. That would have been much better. That would be great. Yeah. That would also give AI the house down boots. It would, <laughs> yeah. Um, an AI, an AI, AI that's been fed the Richard <laughs> Hillman episodes of Coronation Street. Yes. Yeah, <laughs> um, yeah, like I said before, it, it's very weird that this hasn't come up in conversation. Yeah. Particularly when there is a huge sign in town dedicated to his memorial th- fund. Yeah. So it's like... We're going to find out eventually, so why not have the conversation? Mm-hmm. Because if they'd asked a load of questions in front of Beatrix, it would have been super awkward and potentially upsetting for yeah. Beatrix. Well, I mean, like, I... How many days is somebody going to live in your home yeah. before you inform them that something terrible has 
happen to yeah. you and you might not want to talk about it. Uh-huh. If anything, they look happy to have him to not have him there. They're the happiest family, and that's what's been pissing Charlotte off. Well, the the, the twist—it's true, but the twist seems to be that Jackie has been talking about Daniel as if he was still alive, yeah, and doing all these wonderful things. Mm-hmm. And I understand that to a certain degree, and if that helps with Jackie's grieving, then that's that's good. Yeah, it's a good thing. But you're gonna kind of make people aware that that's what uh-huh. you're doing. Yeah. Yeah, what if people brought him Christmas presents? Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> it's true. Um, I don't know how... I, I really don't know how the death was kept such a secret. I really don't. Because apparently he was... a funeral as hospi- well. Yeah, he was hospitalised for a while from what she's saying. Yeah. So I don't know how this was kept such a secret and why it was kept a secret. It's so weird. It's really shady. I'm not going to lie to you. It, it feels like they're covering something up. Oh, God. <laughs> I think it's like a, a Captain Tom situation <laughs> where the memorial fund is buying us a, a sauna. Yeah, the memorial fund is coming towards a, was a, a hot, hot air balloon. What yeah. was it? Was it a hot tub? The, the Captain Tom. Was it a spa? Was it yeah. actually a spa? Yeah. She's having no swimming pool. She's going to have a swimming pool in the back garden. She's going to have the lot. She's going to have everything, yeah. Yeah, yeah they had yeah. to close the spa down. Yeah. Good. You deserve it, bitch. Um. <laughs> Jackie takes Charlotte to see the elaborate solar-powered hot air balloon. Question for you. Yes. Where did the scene take place? I feel like it's in their back in garden. Field. I feel like it's in their back garden. But the car's there, so it looks like they've drove to this place. Yeah, because obviously this is where the hot air balloon sets off, isn't it? Yeah. So then it has to go... Yeah, confusingly, it goes over the town centre. Yeah. And then back again. Mm-hmm. I suppose, yeah. I suppose that's where Jackie's parked. So she would have to go back, wouldn't she? I don't know. Yeah, because... Yeah, I don't, I don't Heather know. Heather Graham saw this when they were driving in. Yeah, Charlotte. They, yeah, they, she saw this when they were driving in. It was in the sky. But it was, like, quite close to their house. Yeah, it was a test, wasn't it? Yeah. And what did she think? She thought it was the Christmas star or whatever. The Christmas bullshit. star. But it's been built as a tribute to Daniel because his favourite book was Around the World in 80 Days and he cared about the environment. So, naturally, you build a hot air balloon that's yeah. solar powered. This, you know, at the end of the day, Jackie is a woman that gets shit done. She is. For all the bad writing that takes place, she is, you know, a Taipei kind of gal. Yeah. She gets on with it. And props to her. Yeah. We're in a very camp series of events now. When Charlotte watches Jackie attempt to fly off in the hot air balloon, whilst Rob and Valentino take the kids to the pageant, the hot air balloon falls back down after taking off. Yeah. Okay. My problem with this, and th- this film is a, a sparse eighty-two minutes. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So it didn't even hit the hour and a half mark, which I would usually congratulate the film on, but it should have been just an hour. Should have been yeah. an episode of some random TV series that you know, AI presents this week's Christmas, you know, TV episode mm-hmm. or whatnot. Because Jackie's going up, and Charlotte's saying her goodbye, goodbye, good luck, <laughs> see you, bye. You know, Monkey Bob says <laughs> bye, all that bullshit. Yeah, mm-hmm. and then it stops working. Yeah, yeah. So then. With her chip mitts, 
because of some pseudoscience, um, the chip mitts help the hot air balloon work. Yeah. So then Charlotte fixes it and then Jackie goes back up again. She's like, bye, goodbye. Monkey Bob says bye. <laughs> and then Jackie's like, oh, fancy joining me in the hot air balloon. And I'm like, oh my God, stop wasting my time. They could have just got in the fucking hot air balloon together. It needed fixing and Charlotte fixes it. Why do we have to go up and down? <laughs> Fuck off. The best part about all this is that Charlotte, the engineer whose company is going under because of one of her faulty products, offers to fix this hot air balloon with one of her products and Brandy's like, yeah, yeah, go for it. Well, confusingly, <laughs> she appears to make light of the vacuum of death early on in the film. Yeah, well, she does it now. She kind of works in the complaints department to a certain degree. Because she always says it's a placeholder yeah, job, but, she, but she's stuck there. Yeah, but she also makes it sound like she invents things for them. Yeah, no, no, she wants to be an inventor, mm. but being in, but she just works for them, and she's like, "Oh no, I told you it was a death trap. I told that I told them these vacuums are going to kill people." Well, it's like, well, surely you quit your job then. Like, well, if if it's yeah, it's if it's just a placeholder. Surely knowing people are going to get hurt, mm-hmm. you quit your job and you go to the news. Mm-hmm. You, you, you know, you, you write a little notes app and put it on Twitter. Yeah. And you tell it and you make a TikTok about it. Exactly. But she says the exact words, they, these chipmates will work for the same reason the vacuum of death caught fire. Yeah. And Jackie's still like, yeah, fuck it, let's try it. Yeah. You could have exploded. Well, it's something. No, it's something about static. I, I don't know. I, I wouldn't. Tr- I mean, again, it's the woman. Who broke, it's I the woman who broke her. into multiple yeah. rooms in her house. I wouldn't trust her. Uh, they both get in their hair balloon and fly towards the pageant with a hideous green screen in the background. Yeah. <laughs> it's not good, ladies. So bad, it's and because good. the film's in four K, it just highlights it even more. And uh, Charlotte's like. Thank God Monkey Bob convinced... I know, Jackie says, Thank God Monkey Bob convinced Grant to put our address in your GPS. You saved my Christmas, Shah. Really? Really? Because until yesterday, she made it an absolute fucking living hell for you. She was constantly trying to catch you out. But it didn't really seem like she was making it a living hell. It's one of those weird things where it's more serious to Charlotte than it ever was... To Jackie in in both regards, but she's been terrible company. Yeah, she has been terrible company. Jackie's main priority is getting this hot air balloon to fly mm-hmm. in honor of her dead son. Yeah, yeah. So technically, Charlotte has saved her Christmas if that's all she cared about. Mm-hmm. But the run up to it has been Charlotte has been absolutely abysmal. Yeah. So Jackie's just a very forgiving person. Well, yeah. clearly a little too forgiving. It's almost as if she's poorly written. I know. Imagine that. Charlotte um, leaves the balloon's ladder dangling, which leads to Santa's sleigh from the top of the uh, of Jackie's roof being accidentally attached to the balloon. Charlotte decides that to make Grant believe in Santa, she's going to risk her life and climb down the ladder to the sleigh and dress up in Santa drag. And Jackie's like, Santa Claus is coming to town. <laughs> so she does this 
It's like, oh, is she going to fall off and break her neck? Oh, who knows? Oh, I'm sure she... this definitely doesn't make sense. Is with she the way going to and... die? Yeah. Um, she gets in the sleigh. It's not a sleigh, I'm sorry. But she puts this hat on. And the kids are like, oh, my God, look. Yeah. It's Santa. Number one, there's a massive hot air balloon attached to this Santa. Why is no one <laughs> noticing that? Like, that hot air balloon is, like, 50 times bigger than the fucking sleigh. Yeah, Why is no Beatrix one... is like, hang on, isn't the hot air isn't balloon my mum's been building? Balloon? Isn't that my... Number two, they're looking at it through binoculars. If it was just some <laughs> random thing in the, you know, in the air, and they're like, oh, okay, yeah, that kind of looks like Santa, and he's waving. <laughs> it would make sense. But they're looking through fucking binoculars. They are. Can you not see the ladder and the rope attached to this sleigh? Yes, it's clearly Heather Graham. It's clearly Heather Graham. Heather Graham then <laughs> puts on a voice. She <laughs> puts on a butch voice. Butch Heather Graham. Oh, oh, oh. <laughs> <laughs> it's me, Heather Graham. And <laughs> Is there a kid called Grant? And the binoculars make him have super hearing, <laughs> apparently. Yeah, because they can hear all this. She hasn't got a microphone, she's got anything. She's fucking 10 miles in the air, or however high in the air. They, they have to use binoculars to see it, but can't see what? Okay. I'm going to forget about the binoculars. Which Why would it take ho, him? Ho, ho, ho. Is there a kid called Grant in the audience? Like, yeah, me. Oh, here's Monkey Bob, and she throws it down. <laughs> I mean, she needs to join, is it the LA Lakers basketball team? Because that throw is so on target, it's incredible. Yeah. You know, from so, so far high. away. <laughs> if I knew my basketball terminology, I would make a joke right now. But she's so accurate, that throw, <laughs> the Monkey Bob. Stupid. Yeah. Stupid. I know you didn't want to talk about it, but again, why did they even take binoculars to the Christmas Why pageant? are they taking binoculars? <laughs> and they're sat right at the front of the pageant yeah, as well. Why do they have binoculars? Like, is that really Nicole Kidman on the horse? Uh, an old man who looks suspiciously like Santa helps them... In bizarre series of events, helps them detach the sleigh from the balloon. And uh, Charlotte's like, oh, thank you for your help. And he's like, no, thank you, Charlotte Sanders. And like, How does he know my name? He disappears with fairy dust left behind, revealing he was, in fact, the real Santa. A stalker. And <laughs> he was doing the same thing that she was doing to Jackie. Yeah. And she There's actually angel dust left behind, not fairy dust. Because she was so obsessed with ruining Jackie <laughs> and her Christmas that she didn't realise that there was an old man following her. Yeah. The whole time. Yeah, Santa's real. AI. The Christmas pageant takes place. No, actually, I'm not finished. No, that, what a stupid thing to include. What a what, stupid what thing to include. Is that them like, oh, okay, if kids are watching this, yeah, then that's kind of gave it away that Santa isn't real. We need to throw something in there like, oh, that'll get them. Look, oh, look, there he is. The real thing. Whoa. -ho -ho. So if Santa is real. Why is there such a correlation between household income <laughs> and amount of gifts received from Santa? 
Oh, they're in a higher pay bracket. They deserve more. Yeah. <laughs> Fuck those poor people. I don't like the suggestion <laughs> that Santa <laughs> is taking money on the sly. I thought he was doing this for the good of mankind. But Paul. apparently he does give more to higher household income. You're poor. Families. Have an apple and a lump of coal. <laughs> yeah. Um, the Christmas pageant takes place. Rose the angel successfully does her flying act. Nicole Kidman rides a donkey. And Jackie flies the balloon across the sky with a star lighting up on the balloon. And the kids aren't like, hang on, wait, isn't that the same balloon that Santa was <laughs> That was not the same balloon we just saw. <laughs> like, why does she drop her off and go back? And it's literally, it's, yeah. Well, she's it's going a waste of time. She has to grab the car, doesn't she? And go back around. <laughs> Um, she puts a light on this time. So seemingly, Dolly Parton pops the, up. The idea is light your lamp. <laughs> My favorite Scottish parable: the lamp lighter. Um, apparently, just switching the light on makes it visible, <laughs> and not having the light on makes it invisible. A gigantic hot air balloon. But the Santa sleigh attached to it, without its own source of light, is visible. Yeah. Heather Graham lights it up. She's been on there. Um, Jackie gives us a performance of Santa Claus is Coming to Town whilst we get the end credits. And the rest of the cast join in and ruin it. Yeah, completely ruin it. I, I really... It's so frustrating. You have Brandy mm-hmm. in your movie. She's got a microphone. And you're having every fucker join it. No. No. I want... I don't want to hear no background singing. <laughs> Where are my background singers? This is not Patty LaBelle. This is Brandy. Patty LaBelle didn't need background singers either. She just no. needed to know her words. I want to hear the beautiful voice of Brandy singing Santa Claus is Coming to Town. I don't need some random kids and some villagers and Heather Graham joining in. I'm sorry. I don't need it. Okay. This film's been bad enough as it is. Don't punish me anymore. Well, I know it's quite late into the episode to be announcing this, oh. but you know how we love doing a film that's been released to promote an album? Okay, yeah. Spice World, um, S Club C and Double, Crossroads. Yes. This falls into that category. Oh... So, um, the film was released on the 16th of November. Right. But released on the 10th of November. It's the album Christmas with Brandy. Uh, Oh, yes, of course. Yes. I think... Convenient timing. Convenient. I I, I don't want to bring up um, a sore subject for people. Um, But do you think November the 16th is a little early for a Christmas film? Yes. But then it was number one, wasn't it? It was, a really it was well. number one. People get into it early, don't they? Mm. Um, but, yeah. I mean, Let It Snow and Santa Claus Coming to Town aren't on the album. But I think just having Brandy singing and reminding people, like, oh, that's what we know Brandy for. That's what she should have carried on doing instead of acting. Oh, she's a good actress. In everything else. Yeah, no, she she's a good actress as well. She is a... Um... Triple threat, 
Yeah. Yeah. Actress, singer. Aerobics. Top, top model. You know, beautiful. <laughs> you know, she's she's got it all. She's got it all going Santa for her. Santa Claus and have grown Santa Claus. Um, yeah. <laughs> but, yeah, I mean, people would have like, oh, yeah, did used to love Brandy's songs. Uh, what's she doing now? Oh, she's got a brand new Christmas album out. Let's get streaming. Yeah. I suppose so. It certainly didn't do that to me because I was just like, I just want to forget about this. Yeah, I didn't, I didn't end up listening to the album. I just, I think I felt like it was a bit early. So, uh, yeah, I suppose I might So we're going to do a listening party right now. We're going to play the whole thing. I was going to say, I might actually give it a listen now. See if it's better than the film. She hasn't aged a day. Look at her on that album cover. Beautiful. I had to look at it for an hour and 22 minutes during this fucking film. Wishing she was in a better film. In the film's epilogue, um, yeah, we didn't say any more about that performance. It was ruined. Yeah, it absolutely. It was ruined. ruined. That's why it's not on the album. Too many cooks spoiling the broth. We don't want to hear Jim from American Pie singing Santa Claus is Coming to Town. No. Thank you very much. Heather Graham, if it was just a duet, I'd be I'd be living for that. But no, we didn't need anyone else. We especially didn't need the kids singing on it. In the film's <laughs> epilogue, the Sanders and Jennings family... Collaborate on, you guessed it, a joint Christmas letter. And at this point, all the recipients of this letter are probably thinking, why the fuck am I reading a joint letter? I just want to read the Jackie Sanders letter. J- Jennings. Jackie Jennings. You know what I mean? Like, the, yeah, the, I do. Everyone, yeah, yeah, yeah. no one like, why, why is this happening? Yeah, but again, if she... <laughs> If Jackie is reluctant to reveal the story of her son's death mm-hmm. before sending out newsletters, the story of this film probably has gone unnoticed as yeah. well. Yeah. <laughs> Between friends. Yeah. So. <laughs> I bet you most of the people like, who receive that newsletter just throw it in a bin, don't even read it. They probably, do you know what they probably think? That they've done some sort of weird... Um, wife swap. Wife swap thing. <laughs> the swingers now. Swingers. <laughs> um, Charlotte boasts about the chip mitt business taking off with Mariah Carey being the first customer. Oh, you get it? It's a callback to when she didn't show up at the uh, graduation party. Can we leave Mariah Carey alone? And she's please? there. She's in the film. She gets a little Her moment. photo. No, she puts the chip mitts on. Yeah. Photoshopped. Did you not see the Photoshop for Dummy's book earlier? Well, yeah, I suppose. That's, yeah, that's also the payoff for that. <laughs> yeah. um, whilst the Jennings promote their non-government uh, organisation through solar-powered air, hot air balloon travel. So let's get this straight. The Jennings promote their selfless non-government organisation through solar-powered hot air balloon travel. Something that's going to help so many people. Help the environment. Charlotte's boasted about her gloves that repel crumbs. Okay. But is that not the lesson learned? Well, she got what she wanted in the end. No. The lesson learned is that you celebrate big and small. Mm. It doesn't... You don't compare yourself to other people. Wow, Gary. Well... I think you need to rewatch this film. I, I feel like she wouldn't have... Uh, the, the lesson I is, feel is like, to be grateful for what you've got. I feel like she wouldn't have released those chip mitts without the help of Jackie and exactly. lots, lots of her money. So Jackie used her, you know, Taipei personality to help Charlotte, with, you know, in a charitable way. Yeah. As she always does. Oh, Gary. I think I think you need to rewatch this film by yourself. 
No. Really. I'd rather I, not. I'd like a, an essay on these themes. No, thank you. And that's none. The last line of dialogue is Charlotte saying, "Life, <laughs> Christmas with Jackie really is a life-altering experience. And that's best Christmas ever. I, I literally have in mind, I don't fucking care. I don't yeah. care what happens to these. Um, the drizzling shits. <laughs> this film is the drizzling shits. It's awful. It's headache-inducing. <laughs> it's It feels cheap. Like we've said repeatedly, it feels like it's written by AI. Why is Brandy not allowed to sing alone? Why is everyone so awful? What was the film even about? What was the plot? Was there meant to be a message here? Did Charlotte even learn her lesson by the end? Fuck no. It's just, it's cliche. It's such a cliche. It's based on stereotypes of cheesy Christmas films. It doesn't even have the decency to be camp about it. Yeah. It feels, all the jokes feel really forced. It's awful. Awful. And you guys know I hate it. I can't top drizzling shit. I don't think you've ever described the film as that before. So that's, uh, that is what it is. (laughs) Um, but unfortunately, we still have to give it some awards. Yes. Um, biggest queen, I mean, it's got to be Jackie. It's Jackie. She's Taipei queen. She's played by Brandy. Brandy was, you know, the love of my life when I was younger. I loved her music. I loved Moesha. Yeah, just, yeah, love her. Biggest gasp, I have Valentino Karate kicking Charlotte into a bunch of boxes. Heather Graham getting kicked across the room. <laughs> Absolutely. I was shocked. Best dialogue, I have sturdy trunk. <laughs> um, best dialogue, I went with what I was thinking throughout the whole film. What is your problem, girl? Mm-hmm. <laughs> and that's Cam. I got Brandy and Heather Graham struggling to work a hot air balloon with a terrible green screen behind them, followed by Heather Graham in drag as Santa Claus. Yeah, I mean, technically it falls into camp. Yeah. So, yeah, I went with that as well. Ratings, I give it one sturdy trunk out of ten. I give it one highly inappropriate dead sun twist out of ten. I honestly, I don't understand how a one star film is even worse when rewatching it. Like, oh. I don't understand how that's possible. I gave it, and I regret this to this very day. I gave it two out of ten. Wow! On first watch. I think I was just so enamored with seeing Brandy again in a film, and um, very yeah, generous. I. Upon further analysis, it mm-hmm. is definitely the drizzling shits. Yeah. One out of ten. Uh, masterpiece, trash, piece, trash, basic, or a camp old bunch of fern. It is trash. It is trash. Bottom of the barrel trash. It's, it's a weird one. It's trash because it is so basic as well. But it, it's, it's also, I think, the weirdness of it, like the, the messiness of it, the, way, yeah. the parts where it feels like an AI machine's gone wrong. Those are the things that keep it away from being basic because it's just so baffling. Like, I mean, we've discussed it now. We've discussed the whole film. Yeah. We still can't decipher it. We no. don't know what this is about. It feels like a cheap Christmas cracker toy. Yeah. You know, one of those really shitty ones mm-hmm. that, you know, is terrible for the environment. Yeah. It's so plasticky and you don't know what to do with it. Yeah. And it just feels wrong. Mm-hmm. You know, it, it's it's one of them. Yeah. For a, a Christmas event, if you can't have that. It is, of course, available on Netflix. <laughs> and is. if you enjoyed this, 
I recommend checking out another bad Netflix Christmas film, but one that's so bad it's good, Christmas on the Square. Uh, Christmas on the Square, we... How many years? Two years ago? Yeah. We did that for the podcast, a past podcast episode. Christmas on the Square, so good. In a really campy, cheesy, kind of shitty way. Um, I If you enjoyed this, then I suggest you watch Falling for Christmas. Because it's another basic Netflix Christmas film with unbearable characters. Yeah. But not good enough to do a podcast episode on. Not interested enough to do a podcast episode No, on. no. Yeah. So, yeah. I mean, I, I think I went quite literally with if you enjoyed this film, you if, will also yeah. enjoy something if, else that I didn't enjoy. Well, if you enjoy torture... Actual torture and go and watch Family Switch. Um, you can find us on Horrorcore Trash over Facebook and Instagram and TikTok and Horrorcore Trash on Twitter. You can find me on Deadlight Gas 92 on Letterboxd, Gasmo 205 on Instagram, and Gascruise 92 on Twitter. I am Chris Barker 823 on Letterboxd and Instagram. And you can also find the both of us as well as our Gasp colleagues over at Gasp Horror Fest across all social media. If you fancy spreading that Christmas cheer, give us a rate, review, and subscribe on iTunes, like and follow, and everything else. The greatest gift you could give us this year is five rate, stars. review, and subscribe. Five stars. Um, I think everyone who's given us five stars on Spotify. It's nice to see those uh, building up. And oh, um, this week, we are not back on Tuesday. We are back on Friday, though, with Assault on Precinct 13, Original versus Remake. And then, the one you've all been waiting for, on New Year's Eve, a week today, if you're listening on the day, we will be discussing the 20 best horror films of 2023. And technically, you get 40, because it's mine and Chris's 20 best horror films of the year. Yeah, I, there's going to be crossover. There's <laughs> going to be crossovers. Yeah. But yeah, we're yeah. very excited to do that. And, we do uh, watch every film together. <laughs> very, We're very excited uh, to say that is our final Christmas episode for this year. We'd been discussing good stuff and then we saved the trash for last. Yes. So with that being said, Merry Christmas. And uh, don't go inviting your white friends to your house. Who knows what's going to happen? <laughs> they might be obsessed with trying to prove you're miserable. It's true. <laughs> Merry Christmas, everyone. We'll be back same time, same place on Friday. Bye. Bye.